My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about uh, embodying self-trust in a disempowering world. My guest today is Avril Brown. She's a trauma-informed coach and mind-body practitioner for working moms. She lives over in New Zealand, which is very exciting. Uh, we were talking just before the show, and I'm, I'm super excited to go to New Zealand, maybe even live there one day. So we'll talk about that on another interview. But in the meantime, Avril has some beautiful things to share about not only being a sensitive person, um, being a deep thinker as a child, that led to some challenges um, in her young adulthood, but also being a mom to a, a, a child with special needs and how that led to her healing journey. And now she's turned that around to help other moms as well with multiple different things. But I think her, her story is very interesting and I'm really glad to have her today. Great energy. Welcome to the show, Avril. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Molly. I am doing amazingly today. Thank you. Yeah, just feeling really, really pleased to be here and to be able to share this this time with you and with your listeners. All right. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as a trauma-informed coach for these working moms? So I, yeah, so I work with, with moms who are working because I have all of these balls in the air and they're just totally out of balance so I support them and I've lost their identity in the whole motherhood in the the whole experience actually we lose our identity very often way earlier in childhood we start becoming disconnected from ourselves but it really comes to a peak in motherhood and this working life because we often wake up feeling like we don't know who we are anymore so for these moms I'm just supporting them to really rediscover who they are, to come back to the truth of who they are and to find this balance, but not finding the balance so much in the external world, but creating this internal balance. Because when we find this balance, we can create it inside in ourselves, then that filters out into our external world. Then we can tune into our values more clearly and then we can start living from those values. So it's really about empowering them to take back control in their lives. And it starts with learning and rediscovering who they are at that really deep core level. And I work with modalities like nervous system regulation and obviously going into inner child work. And there's lots of modalities I use, but that is essentially it, that coming back to the truth of who we are and standing in that place of empowerment, where so many women, we have never, in this place of empowerment we've never stood strong who we are and we don't even really know who we are to stand strong in that place so it's about coming back to that place finding that place and being able to to be who it is we need to be for ourselves 
for our children, for our clients, for everybody. But essentially, it starts with this being who we need to be for us first. Yeah, absolutely. That reminds me of a phrase I use all the time, and it's maybe cliche at this point, but it <laughs> it's not really. It's be the light you wish to see in the world. And and when, you know, especially as sensitive people, um, and then any any moms that have been through any kind of trauma or, or struggles, you know, if they're not sensitive to begin with, they're gonna kind of obtain some sensitivity through that that difficulty. Um, we can be too um impressionable. To, from the outside world, you know, that the energies outside of ourselves can can kind of rush in and pre put pressure on us. But if we allow that our inner light to shine and be in that that place of ohm, in that place of balance, then we then affect everything else around us. And I think what you're talking about is the power of kind of manifestation in terms of, you know, being the, the source of your experiences. I absolutely love that. And I think that the women that you work with um, specifically um, are very well served by what you're teaching. So what brought you to this work? What was, um, how did you feel called to it? And, and, and why did you begin? Oh, it's such a big journey. And um, I guess, ultimately, I, I, I've always been interested in psychology. I've always been interested in spirituality. I've looked, I've studied self-help books since I was 14 um, on my own journey. And when our son was at, at almost school coming age, I was wondering what I wanted to do with my life and um, where I wanted to go. I knew I could no longer give up myself to something that was not feeling aligned. I previously worked in, like I mentioned, psychology and the mental health field. And I wanted to be able to utilize my experiences, but in a way that really brought a wholesomeness to not just individual lives, but to the collective. I wanted to to create something bigger and but also be able to incorporate all my life experiences because I knew that I had been on my journey for a reason I knew that I had to bring that into whatever work I wanted to do and so it naturally kind of fell into place for me that I trained as a coach I did several trainings in order to be able to learn skill of coaching more I previously studied counseling I wanted to be able to look into coaching more because my experiences in the past with therapy and counseling had been where I felt like I was going round and round in circles but not actually moving forward really progressively and I wanted they were like that was just my personal experiences it's not everybody's experiences in those modalities and um, but I wanted something that was really proactive I wanted to, to, be, to be able to bring the transformation I had seen in my life through for other people and so it naturally evolved that I wanted to work with moms. I've always been really passionate about children's mental health and youth mental health. And I really feel that the way we, we can really bring this about is by working with moms, working with parents, because no matter how many skills we give young people, if they go home to an environment that is quite toxic, if they go home to an environment where the parents don't necessarily have the, the skills and abilities to support what the children or youth have learned, then there's nothing to back them up. So they will quickly lose those skills. And so for me, working with moms really has, has allowed that to, to filter through into children's lives as well. And so I feel it's having that real ripple effect that is something that I really wanted. And it really was just bringing all of my life experience 
bringing in modalities that I love, that I've really found helpful for myself, and supporting moms to bring that balance into their lives and to then filter through to the kids. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. And and it is uh, definitely a calling when you have such a specific group that you want to work with. I think, you know, it's like God, the higher power, your spirit guides, whoever it is that 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 is guiding that you feel is guiding you. I think it's all the same thing, but whatever we call it is mm -hmm. like this is this is your people, you know, and, and you tend to we tend to have those qualities and have to overcome those qualities in order to then turn around and help other people heal. So you mentioned that as a child that you were labeled kind of too deep a thinker and maybe a little bit too sensitive. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because you mentioned inner child work that you do with people, you know, kind of coming up as, as a sensitive child and then dealing with some very difficult circumstances um, as a result of, of those kind of that kind of pain, I guess, um, as you got older. Yeah, so I was always, I, I'm always really sensitive. I think my mom now would still probably say, oh, you're just too sensitive. And she doesn't mean it in a real negative way, but it's just something I've always, I feel like I've always been like a sponge for that energy of other people. I've always been able to see and feel their pain. Um, but as, and, and yeah, spoke too deeply. You know, I thought about death as a young child. I thought about sort of what the afterlife, you know, what was there for us afterwards. And obviously being, I was brought up in Ireland, so I was really um, being impregnated with those concepts of religion and what, what was beyond. Um, and from a very young age, I questioned, you know, I questioned philosophical things like, well, how can one religion be better than another? So those concepts that none of my sisters were thinking about, <laughs> you know, Nobody else I knew of that age was thinking about. Um, and and so, yes, I and I took on, you know, my parents' pain. I took on other people's pain. It just felt, it almost felt like that was what I was here to do, was to take on people's pain because it, it was just so easy for, for it to happen for me. However, upon reflection, I can see that, that my nervous system was dysregulated in, the, in that time. So that I was taking a lot of it on board because, because of the dysregulation. And yes, I am still very sensitive, but I am not sensitive in a way that it disempowers me anymore. So, and that's where the regulation supported me to be able to step into a place of empowerment rather than being as porous as I was previously, I guess. And it did lead on to me um, developing anorexia as a teenager because I was so sensitive. I just, it was too big. It was too big. It was the, the emotions were too much. The pain was too much. I just couldn't deal with it. And I wasn't, you know, back then we're talking, I'm in my early 40s. So we're talking, you know, a good 30, 35 plus year, you know, years ago throughout my childhood we didn't have the same level of emotional intelligence. Parents didn't know so much about, okay, well, you know, this is, I need to hold my child, support my child to be able to hold their emotions and self-soothe and all of this stuff. You were just a good girl, just didn't get angry. They didn't do X, Y, Z. And your emotions were always kept under a certain level of expression so that they were kind of safe for everybody. But for me, with very big emotions, that means I stifled them a lot and I suppressed them and I pushed them down. And so 
there's only so much of that you can do with before it becomes self-destructive. And for me, that um, developed into anorexia when I was 14. And it was an over 20 year long journey of disordered eating and eating disorders and all of the behaviors and self-destruction that comes along with that because I just didn't know how to deal with the pain. And so this was my way. It was, I could starve it away. I mm. could numb myself so much that the pain went away, even if it meant that I was destroying my life as a result of it. Mm. I, I, I totally empathize and understand from, from kind of an even opposite viewpoint. One of my stories that I share with my clients and in my book, it's, it's about food addiction. So it was, I was opposite, but when I was most, most removed from my intuitive path as a sensitive, I would stuff, stuff it with junk food and, you know, into, to the place point where my body was ill and, and my digestion didn't work properly. And I was, you know, very unhappy in my body. It was almost like to, to give padding, but also to give a reason to want to get the heck out of here, you know? So either we starve it or we, we dance somewhere in between that, you know, kind of binging and purging or anorexia. I think that's really common. I've talked to a lot of women on the show actually that have dealt with that and then now are helping other women who are in those situations. So it's really interesting how we will do that. Um, if we, if we need that spiritual healing, we might seek that comfort on that physical level. So anyone listening out there that's struggling with bad habits and things you want to change, uh, it might not be as simple as, well, you know, get this how-to book or just do do one step at a time and it's going to work or you just need to change your mindset. A lot of times there's some deep healing that needs to happen in order for that pain not to be so deep anymore so that you can start to transform and um, and you're not alone. So so just know that. And, and so um, thank you for sharing that, Avril. And, and you also mentioned that um, you have a child on, a spe on the spectrum. And when he came into your life, it actually led to your own healing in a way that you wouldn't expect. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's so interesting because when he, he came into my life, my intuition stepped up a million notches for him for him because I knew I had to advocate for him. I knew I was going to be his his voice, especially in those early years, because I just knew things about him that everybody else was blind to. And I could see that there was a lot of healing needed, but I, I also knew he was here for me. Mm. Um, so for the first few years of his life, it was really easy for me to tap into my intuition for him. And we went on a big healing journey with him that I was that was totally intuitive led and guided 100% it was like we need to see this naturopath we need to see this and this just like dropped in we need to do things that I had never heard of or thought of before for him and I just went with it like it, it was because it was such a strong feeling you know anyone who has that mama instinct will know it's a really strong gut feeling but for somebody who had disconnected from that sort of feeling for themselves for years and years, for decades, it felt really weird because it was so strong and I couldn't ignore it because it was for him. But along the journey, I, I realized that unconsciously I was trying to fix him. It wasn't trying to fix him, but I was seeing the things that I needed to do. So I was so action focused on him. 
And somewhere along the way, I realized it wasn't about him. Mm. Yes, I needed to do the work, but somewhere I realized that this was about me. And that I was trying to fix something out there because it allowed me to ignore something in here. Oh, that's and big. Then, yeah, yeah, I know. And it allowed me to ignore the work that I needed to do on myself. Mm. Um, it was like this light bulb moment where we got to a point in his journey where he was doing really well. And it still wasn't, something wasn't right for me. It, well, I still wasn't okay. And it was that that triggered me into realizing I need to really be on myself because it's not about him. It's not about anything else out there. It's about me and it's about what's in here. And if I continue to focus on that out there, whether it's him or some my clients or anything else, I am projecting what I feel is wrong about me onto them. And I'm trying to fix out there to avoid looking at myself. And that was this big light bulb moment of this is about me. And it's not about fixing me because that was the second moment. It was when something dropped in from me. And I still remember I was sitting at the table and it just dropped in from me out of nowhere. There is nothing wrong with you. And I remember just falling, these floods of tears coming down my eyes because for my entire life, I felt like there was something wrong with me. I was too sensitive. I was too deep a thinker. I was, you know, I had gone into this anorexia journey. I was all of this, all this stuff wrong with me. And out of nowhere, it was just like, there's nothing wrong with you. And even now, I can feel myself feeling almost human when I think of it because if there was nothing wrong with me, then there was nothing wrong with him. And there was nothing wrong with him. You know, and mm. it was this moment of recognition of, wow, I am actually whole and complete. And that allowed me to see where I'd use the anorexia as it was a really incredible tool, really self-destructive, but it was also incredible because it was there to protect me from having to feel those big emotions. Mm. Oh, um, that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and when I realized that, I was like, wow. And so it did lead to a big healing journey. It led, when I realized there was nothing wrong with me, and I realized what the anorexia was there for, it was, I was able to let it go pretty much overnight. Now, I know that sounds really bizarre, but I've also spoken to people who've had drug addictions and other people who've had eating disorders, and they've had the same experience. When they realized what the, what, but the purpose it was serving, when they realized it was safe for them to feel those emotions, they could let go of the behavior almost overnight. Yeah. It, once again, it's like being able to tap into that, that spiritual that source of, I don't need that anymore because I've got something more within me. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. And because of that, like I, yeah, like I said, I was able to heal the, the anorexia for 24 years. And at that stage, I had, you know, adrenal fatigue. I had colitis, which literally colitis disappeared once again overnight through a period of processing trauma and stuff. But there was a lot of healing. But there was the nervous system work. But really, the thing was that whole thing brought me back to myself. Yeah. And when I came back to myself, nothing was impossible. Yeah, I love that. And that goes back to that, you know, that message of we, if we're strong enough within and we feel safe, 
to safe enough to show that strength and to wield it, yeah, we can have an effect more on our world than our world has on us. And it really has to do with, you're right, nervous system regulation um, and the, the feeling of being safe in our own lives and in our own skins. And, and then in the very end, safe within our own minds, because that's what we have all the time. We can be around other people and that are uplifting or, you know, kind of kind of piggyback onto positivity or, or things outside ourselves, even for distraction purposes. But at the end of the day, we're in our own self and our own mind. And if we mm -hmm. don't feel safe within that, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some some shadows that that keep us from from thinking and feeling and doing all the things. So I think your journey illustrates that really beautifully. And mm -hmm. so, you know, this is the part of the show where we like to talk about the challenges you're currently facing, because obviously you've been through a lot of stuff and you've seen a lot of success and a lot of healing. It's extremely inspiring. I certainly hope you write a book about it or something one day. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's still some things that you mentioned that you struggle with um, over giving or, or, or kind of looking outside yourself in your business sometimes um, and getting stuck in your mind instead of staying aligned with your own truth about your work. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how that shows up for you? Yeah, I, it especially shows up in my work, in my business, uh, because I'm not a business person. <laughs> um, I mean, I am a business person because I have a business, but but I love working with people. I work best with people. It's where my energy is is best served. However, there are parts of my business that you can't just be working with people. You know, I'm with a, an online business and um, predominantly, and so I work a lot with you know have to use social media so i find myself still sometimes being sucked into being yeah and sort of giving too much on the social media even giving too much with my clients and and also thinking it you know going into that i've got to figure this out how do i do this and it's really it's really really interesting because these are the questions exactly the same questions exactly the same patterns that came up in my injury and in my parenting, but I learned to tap into my intuition with them. And I learned, you know, with, in my parenting and in my healing, you know, both I could see where I had that codependency on other people, that I was giving my power away to something or somebody outside of myself, some other healing professional, some of the, you know, health experts, and some other amazing book that's going to be the answer instead mm -hmm. of myself and it was the same in parenting you know some, there's somebody else has an amazing script or an amazing thing that's going to help my child and so I overcame them in both of those areas and and it's wonderful because now I totally tap into myself but I still see it coming up in business where it's like yeah I, I'm wanting the person who's got the the thing that can really support my business to move to the next level or to figure out how to get there so I find myself still caught up in that. And I but I laugh at it because I can see the patterns. But it still doesn't mean I don't get frustrated by it. It's like it's not happening. <laughs> You've done this before. And yes yes and you're not alone you're not alone especially soul-based and heart-based entrepreneurs you know um and not all women certainly you know just because we're women doesn't mean we can't be smart business people but we tend to be more heart-centered and we we want to do this work to nurture and to to serve it's like oh can we just be nuns in a monastery and then you know we get taken care of and there's three meals a day on the on the plate but yeah in this world today it is good to have that masculine feminine balance of 
you know, having, having a business that it not only does it, you know, kind of fill you up and it, it leads to that soul fulfillment, but also does it pay the bills? Does, do you feel balance, work-life balance, um, et cetera, et cetera? Is it growing? Uh, all those things. So um, as I usually do with my guests, I drew a few cards for you, if you wouldn't mind me sharing what I see here for you. I would love you to, please. All right. Well, I do see on your path, you, you're very good. You've already, you've already, well, you shared it today. You've already met your inner witness, your, your spirit, you know, your consciousness that is experiencing this life. And there's something here that it's kind of been turned upside down by your business journey. And it's, there's still something that's not quite complete about your decision about how you're doing it. So whether that's, um, kind of deciding on, I don't know what pops up, like, well, maybe I have a program or maybe I only have one-on-one -on -one clients or, or like I have a certain time of year that I do it in a certain time that I, you know, stop. There's, there's a structure question I feel that you haven't really decided on. And when you decide on it and stick with it, that's going to help you stay in that witness more. But because, because it's not fully decided yet and you may be waffling, um, that inner that inner self doesn't feel safe you see it's like waiting for like oh i don't know i need to be on guard i need to figure that out and and also the overgiving is to it can be pacifying like i want to serve others and make them feel good but um in the meantime i'm feeling outside of my inner witness so that's that's I want both, like you want both. <laughs> and the more that you choose something like real specific as a structure, I feel like that's going to help a lot. And also there's a piece here about you getting really complete that this is your path and your purpose, and you are called to it and you would not be called to something that you wouldn't be led through if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So with your intuition and you're asking for this kind of guidance to come through to show you what's up, um, I, you know, and I've certainly been through it too. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs out there that have been through this as well of, you know, spirit is our boss and our kind of manager. And yes, we will have maybe coaches or business counsel, people to help us with structure, but in, even inside of that, we have to use our own inner voice or we get lost and we feel unsafe in what we're being asked to do. So you're coming out of a time of really setting the intention to grow things. And there was really no wrong way to go. Um, but I feel that um, there's some self-doubt there about some things that you've tried. Like say in the last year, maybe it was last year or, you know, from the beginning, I'm not sure. But um, what is it about doubting your intentions on, on your business path or not trusting what you've been taught? What's going on with that? Yeah, that that is definitely a big a big problem. I think what what I've done a lot, what I, I've worked with business coaches who have a, a strategy, and they all everyone I've worked with, they all have the same strategy, but it has never felt aligned for me, mm -hmm. and so really struggled with that. So there's a lot of self doubt of how do I do it my own way? Can I do it my own way? Do I do I have to do it that way? That but then I feel like I'm jeopardizing my integrity and jeopardizing who I am but I don't know how to do it the other way any other way so there's that there's that conflict of this is the way but it doesn't feel aligned so that just seems to be the only way of everyone that I've worked with or that that I communicate with but I don't know the other way so do I have to sacrifice my what feels right for me 
in order to make it work, but then I'm not going to end up with my business at the end. I'm going to end up with their business. And mm. um, so, yeah, there's that, there is definitely that conflict. And then because of that, then I'm looking outside of myself for guidance to, to still see if there's somebody else who's got that, that key for me. Yeah. Well, I definitely see you're moving into a time of addressing um, unconscious reactions to some of this and in a, in a time of just healing and releasing and letting go, kind of like the aha moment you had with, with your, your eating disorder. And it's like, oh, okay, I see. And there is definitely some generational stuff that you're healing through this process. And you may be reacting from a place of like reacting from the past instead of the present. So um, I would definitely take a look at that. And as you're seeking the advice and seeking the counsel, make sure you're seeking it from your adult self and not your child self, if that makes sense. That makes because, sense. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I totally get that. It's like, we're looking for like, oh yes, you are the all wise and mighty powerful. And then we put our trust in someone and then it doesn't end up working out. But if we really see who, what part of ourselves was asking for that advice, it's not the part of you that does know what you want to do with your business. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is the kind I want. Now who can help me do that? Instead mm -hmm. of like, I don't know, tell me how to do what you do. And, and it's, it's coming from more, a more empowered place, the, the, mm -hmm. the asking and the, the, you definitely have, you know, what your gifts are and the more you have boundaries around that, as you work with people who can guide and, and help you in your business, that's going to help a lot. And you can say, Hey, look, I'm highly intuitive. I know exactly what it is I want. Um, so are you thinking about doing more writing? Like do you, a, a book or like some kind of book-based business what's up with that you're laughing <laughs> yeah, I am because I have a couple of friends who for like um 20 years have told me you need to write a book you need to write a book and uh, there is a part of me that that loves the creative modality of writing but there's a lot of doubt about that it's like well what would I write about who would read it and what what would even be the genre of the book do I write about me do I write yeah so it's there and I would love to write a book but it's kind of parked as something oh yeah I don't yeah I, I, I could never write a book so there is it's so funny because I can work with somebody else to empower them to do this but you know yourself your own blind spot uh -huh. yeah and so but yes I think at some stage I would love to but I at this stage I'm like oh yeah how would I even do that how would I even start I think the thing is, how would I even start? Right, right. Yeah. And and so it it's maybe looking if it feels like a yes to you, like I would love that, but it would never work or I don't know how to make that a business. Maybe that's the kind of business coach you look for. And, mm -hmm. and it's not saying that this is definitely what you must do, but there is definitely a more gentle way of marketing for you and a more mm -hmm. um, organic way you like to weave into people's lives. So maybe social media, if it doesn't feel right, or some of the other ways, you know, ads and things like that, maybe that's not the way, but there, there are different ways. And I feel like opening up to those possibilities and starting to do some searches based on what seems like would be a fun way to do your thing or a fun mm -hmm. way to meet new people that you might be able to help, that would be really great for you because I do feel like you have a lot of knowledge that you don't quite share. So you're going through a transformation to really start opening up and kind of letting, 
letting things flow um, so that you can share your perspective um, and show people how to get up some very difficult mountains. I mean, not mm-hmm. only do you have the the healing from the anorexia, but also parenting a spectrum child and now helping other moms. You know, it's like, and and even hearing you speak, that you've you've had a lot of wisdom bombs just drop. You know, just mm-hmm. a few phrases you've said. I'm like, whoa, I've never heard it said like that, and it's really great. So trusting yourself and honoring yourself that you're at that level of wisdom would be really good at this time in your in your work. Now, the hopes and fears are. Um, some fears about there's some negative self-talk going on some self-cruelty and and maybe a fear of visibility um because there's some stuff again coming up from the past that it's like i want to be a healer i want to get out there and do this work and this service you know like really shine my light but i feel like i need to stay down i need to stay out of the way and that may be a little personal so we don't need to go there but um, there's something there that's that's like, well, it's not safe. You know, I don't want to put my nervous system out there for all to see and then feel unsafe again. But just trust that as you work through those things, it's going to be part of the journey to be more open. And, and maybe for now it is being interviewed more often on podcasts or doing some articles or, you know, kind of kind of starting to put yourself out there a bit more in words and in your personality. Um, so that when it comes around to it and you set your intentions to to kind of get bigger and open up um, to the world and, and you've got some secret desires you haven't admitted to yet when it comes to your work. So let me see what that is. I'm going to get quiet for just a moment. Hmm. I do feel like work time freedom or work life like balance is a big thing for you. So there's there's a desire to, you know, work a little bit and have a lot of abundance. And I feel like there may be a belief there that that's not possible. But I know that, you know, I, I have times where I work a lot and times where I work a little. I've heard of people that work four hours a day, four days a week, and they're doing very, very well. And I think it depends on where you're at in your business. But to to just say, oh, well, that's just not possible at all. Then it eliminates that a possibility that it will ever be possible for you right so i feel like the more you dream of that and set your intentions like that's the kind of business that i want and i want to make a big impact but not work all the time so i can be with my family um anything that comes along that feels like a detour to you just remember it's always bringing you back to that deeper self and back to your intuition so some of the things that maybe have come before that were disappointing say how did that actually lead me back to my wisdom And instead of being frustrated about it, like, oh, that was such a detour. Now I've wasted so much time or money. Like, no, actually it brought me back home. So I'm glad that it happened. And I'm getting used to that feeling again. And you're so right. It is what, um, it is kind of like every time we master it in one area, then life gives us a new area to master it in. It's just kind of funny to me. It's annoying, but it's funny. It's like, oh yeah, I felt totally Zen and totally enlightened in this one area. And then I started this new thing and had to start all over, but that's the nature of being human, right? We're always just heading back home to ourselves and back home to our source. So I would say in, in fin- finality, if if there's any opportunities that come at you that don't feel like a true yes from inter- from your internal self, then it's a no. If you're like, mm, that seems kind of smart, maybe I'll consider it. Probably not the best idea for you, but I think that's the biggest guidance spirit wants to give you today. Just listen to that inner yes and you won't be drawn off your path anymore. I love that so much. Thank you. And it's definitely something that I've been trying to tap into, but it's just really good to get that sort of 
permission, that validation of that's the way to go. I love it because, yeah, you're so right. It, it is everything brings us back to ourselves. And I spent so long running away from myself, so long trying to escape. I even, I mean, I ran to the other side of the world to, to get away from myself. But the thing is, I came with me. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are, right? I <laughs> um, all of the stuff that came, you know, that was my baggage came with me as well. But it's it's so good that you can, you know, to have that reassurance of it just if it's not like a hell yes, then it's a no, and that's yeah, okay. That's it's it. just, um, and I do get those those that really strong grip of yes. It's it's that excitement. It's not a fear. It's that excitement. But I still can sometimes fall into the, the trap of talking myself out of it. And yeah. what that was so on course. And as well, that thing of, you know, how you want your business to look versus how you think it can necessarily look. Mm. You know, that you can have, you can or have what's, that quote unquote smart. <laughs> you know, what is your dream? What is what is the ideal for you? And I've tapped into that sometimes, but I can tell my brain taps pulls me out of it and says but that, that's not really possible and like I homeschool so work-life balance is really really important for me and we have one child I want to be able to be what he needs to be for but also to have that time and I need a lot of space for myself because the less time I have for myself the less tuned in I am to this this intuition the less tuned in I am to myself so I need space for me as well as for my my husband and my child and my work um but but yeah I love that reading that was amazing oh you're you're so welcome it was a pleasure a pleasure connecting with your energy today and I'm so glad to be of help and so if the listeners would like to learn more about you and maybe there's working moms out there that would like to talk to you about some coaching where can they find you so I'm on Facebook at just Avril Brown and on Instagram at Avril One Brown okay awesome and um you know I do offer a free call if anybody wants to just connect and it's not a sales call it's just a let's see if we can get you moving forward let's see if we can get you moving in a different direction and tapping into yourself a bit more so that's available if anyone would like to just jump on and say hi all right sounds wonderful guys listen to your inner yes if that feels like it's for you and thank you for listening today and avril thanks for being here thank you so much you're so welcome everyone have a wonderful day hey there i hope you enjoyed today's show if you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests make sure you subscribe for daily interview content and here's three ways i can help empower your wisdom for free number one grab your copy of my empower your life workbook it will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. 
At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.